The Bible presents Adam as the first man and gives the Lord Jesus Christ the curious title of the last Adam. See 1 Corinthians 15:45. What does this term mean and why is it given to Jesus? What are the similarities between Adam and Jesus Christ that warrant him having this title? And what are the differences? First Adam, Last Adam by Russell Grigg First, a miraculous beginning. The Bible tells us that the first man, Adam, was created by God in his image and likeness, directly from the dust of the ground. God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. Genesis 1, 26-27 and 2-7 Thus, Adam was not the product of some form of theistic evolution. God did not make him in the image or likeness of an ape, nor from a lower hominid, by any lengthy or even abrupt mutational processes. Rather, God created Adam as an immediate act, by his word. That is to say, by commanding or willing this to happen at some time on the sixth day of creation week. While Adam was made in the image of God, Christ is the image of the invisible God. See Colossians 1.15 The Bible tells us that the last Adam, Jesus Christ, was the one through whom God created all things. Read John chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. Colossians 1, 15 through 20, and Hebrews 1, 2. Thus Jesus was pre-existent with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit before Adam lived. John 8, 58, and Micah 5, 2. Nevertheless, in his humanity, he too had a miraculous beginning when he was incarnated as a human being, conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Revisit Matthew chapter 1 verses 20 through 23 and Luke 1 26 through 35. Second, they were created perfect, innocent, and holy. Adam was created a perfect man in full possession of all human faculties and with a God consciousness which enabled him to have spiritual communion with God. Initially innocent, sinless, and holy, he was in a right relationship to God to woman, to himself, and to the natural world around him. The last Adam, Jesus, was also perfectly man, one with God. See John 10 verse 30 in 1721 through 22. Innocent, sinless, and holy. Read Hebrews 7:26. Many people mistakenly refer to Jesus Christ as the second Adam, a term not found in the Bible. However, Scripture refers to Christ as the second man. See 1 Corinthians 15.47 There have been many men since Adam, but Jesus Christ was only the second man to ever be completely without sin. Unlike the first Adam, the Lord Jesus was, in addition, divine, having the attributes, offices, prerogatives, and names of deity. Being fully God, he is worthy of worship. For example, see Revelation 5, 11 through 14. Now, thirdly, 
they're humanity's head. Adam was the head of the human race. Jesus Christ is the head of redeemed humanity. See, for example, Ephesians 5.23. Since Christ died once for all time, Hebrews 7.27, chapter 10, verse 10 through 14, there will never be the need for any further Adam. Hence, he is the last Adam. And fourth, both givers of life. The first Adam gave life to all his descendants. The last Adam, Jesus Christ, communicates life and light to all men and gives eternal life to those who receive him and believe on his name, giving them power to become the sons of God. See John 1, 1 through 14. Fifthly, they are two rulers. Adam representing mankind was given dominion over the created world. Genesis 1, 26. After being raised from the dead, Jesus Christ was elevated to God's right hand and given dominion over all things, which were, quote, put under his feet. See 1 Corinthians 15, 27, Ephesians 1, 20 through 22. The first Adam was Lord over a limited domain. The last Adam is Lord of all. See Acts 10, 36. And sixth, a deep sleep produces a beautiful bride. Genesis chapter 2, verses 21 through 23 tells us that God put Adam into a deep sleep, during which time God made Adam's bride, Eve, from Adam's side. A wound in Adam's side produced a bride. Note that once again theistic evolution is excluded. The text says that God made male and female at the beginning, Genesis 1.27 and chapter 2.7, Matthew 19.4. If Adam and Eve had been subhuman before God breathed life into them, they would already have been male and female without the need for God to have made them so at this stage. After the last Adam, Jesus died upon the cross, suffering the sleep of death for everyone. His side was pierced by a spear thrust. Read John chapter 19:34. In his death, he paid the penalty for mankind's sins. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4 Those who repent and put their faith in Him are united with Christ in a relationship which the Bible likens to that of a bride towards her husband. 2 Corinthians 11, 2 Ephesians 5, 27 Revelation 19, 6-8 Thus a wound in the last Adam's side also produced a bride, the true church, a glorious bride, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing holy and without blemish. See Ephesians 5.27. And seventh, a momentous testing. At the beginning of Adam's life, he underwent a period of testing as to whether or not he would obey God. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Genesis 2 verses 16 through 17. At the beginning of the last Adam's ministry, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, or tested in the Greek, by the devil. See Matthew 4, 1 and Luke 4, 1 through 3. An eighth, a great failure and a great victory. The first Adam failed the test, and in doing so involved all humanity in his defeat, dragging the human race down with him. As a result, in Adam we all stand condemned, spiritually bankrupt, 
enslaved to sin, and expelled from paradise. Romans 5.12 The last Adam, Jesus, was victorious over sin, the flesh, and the devil. As a result, in Christ, believers stand justified and redeemed, spiritually wealthy, liberated from sin, and included in the paradise of God, Romans 5.18, 1 Corinthians 15.21, and Revelation 2, verse 7. Ninth, disobedience versus obedience. The first Adam disobeyed God. The last Adam was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, Philippians 2.8. Tenth, judgment and death. The first Adam experienced the judgment of God. He ultimately died and his body turned to dust. Because of his sin, death came upon all men. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 The last Adam, Jesus Christ, also died on the cross to atone for sin. Isaiah 53.5, 1 Peter 3.18, Hebrews 2.9 He did not stay dead, nor did his body see corruption. Acts 2.27, 13.35-37 On the third day he rose again, thereby overcoming the devil and the power of death for all of those who believe in him, Hebrews 2.14, and bringing resurrection from the dead, 1 Corinthians 15.22-23. 11th, Curse and Restoration. Creation was originally very good, Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, so the last enemy, death, 1 Corinthians 15.26, was absent. Even the animals were originally all given plants to eat, Genesis 1.30. The actions of the first Adam brought a reign of death and bloodshed upon a once perfect world, which ever since has been groaning in pain, Romans 8.22. Precisely because of the bloodshed and death by the last Adam, this curse of death and bloodshed will be removed and creation restored to a sinless, deathless state. Revelation 21.1, 21.4, and 22.3. So, our conclusion. We are all connected with the first Adam, the natural and legal head of the human race, as depraved and guilty sinners, and so are included in the sentence of death which God pronounced on him. However, all who are connected with the last Adam, Jesus, through repentance and faith in his redeeming work, are forgiven, have received the free gift of righteousness, and so have passed from death to life. Read Colossians 1.14, Romans 5.17 and 1 John 3.14. Did you know that at creation.com we have several books and videos that can further your understanding of creationism and the issues that Christians are confronted with at church? A great example of our resources you can purchase is the classic refuting pack. It's three books that do an excellent job responding to Christian evolutionary compromises. The first book in the pack is Refuting Evolution, a hard-hitting critique of the most up-to-date arguments for evolution to challenge educators, students, and parents. It is a powerful yet concise summary of the arguments against evolution and for creation. It helps students and teachers think more critically about origins. This top-selling book has over 450,000 copies in print. The second book in the pack, Refuting Evolution, 
is a sequel to Refuting Evolution that comprehensively refutes arguments to support evolution, as presented on TV documentaries and Scientific American. Read world-leading evolutionists in their own words and then find straightforward answers from science and the Bible. Refuting Evolution will prepare you to answer the best arguments thrown at you by peers, teachers, neighbors, and skeptics. And the third book in the classic pack is Refuting Compromise, a comprehensive and resounding refutation of the position of progressive creationist Hugh Ross, whose views cause massive confusion about science and the Bible. Refuting Compromise is one of the most powerful and scientific defenses of a straightforward view of Genesis creation ever written. So get the pack of three excellent books at creation.com store. I am Joseph Darnell. From everyone at CMI, thanks for listening.